Okay, we're rolling. All right, uh, I'm going to start here in, in Matthew because I want you to see something Jesus said. Matthew chapter 19. After Jesus finished this address, he left Galilee and circled back to Judea from across the Jordan River. Notice this is not some sort of spiritual little thing. No, this is history. It's all history. Recorded history. Vast crowds follow him. You know, a lot of, I, I get so tickled watching. I was watching a great video. I knew the song. And it takes money to get people. But they had like the Sermon on the Mount. There was like a half a dozen people there. <laughs> it's so tickled. The place was covered. Jesus had to get on a mountain so that his voice would, these people could hear. He was smart. You know, and when he had to get in the boat, it wasn't like, well, there's two or three of us out there. No, he got on that boat so he wouldn't get, you know, thrown with all these people. And he could, all these people could hear him. Anyway, vast crowds followed him. And look at that. He healed their sick. Now, if you're not feeling good today, you know, you, you know, when you read the Bible, you, wait a minute. Surely there was a couple of losers in that crowd that Jesus wouldn't heal. No, he's going to heal you. I mean, think about it. If he's, is he going to hold out on you for what reason? Well, it's going to make me a better Christian. Oh, really? You can't be a better Christian on your own? I mean, you're creating all these excuses. Just go to him. He'll take care of you. I mean, he has a way to deal with your heart without you suffering through stuff like you think it's something he's doing for you. No, he healed their sick. Vast crowds. Shoo. Anyway, some Pharisees came to interview him and tried to trap him into saying something out of the room. Do you permit divorce? So you know the story here. Okay, but I want you to see this. Don't you read the scriptures? Boy, that's so key. He, he sent this back to him. In them, it is written that at the beginning, God created man and woman. Now, you know, we already know the details about this, you know, and and don't listen, don't get hung over over divorces and stuff. But but while we're at it, I want you to see in the beginning, this is what Jesus said. See, he didn't know about evolution, did he? He didn't know about the Big Bang. No, he said in the beginning. But while we're at it, while we're passing this, because <clears throat> some people are like, they just, not us, but thankfully we know. I'm going to go to the book of Ezra here just a minute. Ezra is right after, uh, it's all chronological. Let me just show you so you'll see. Okay. Oh, you know, they come out of... Um, they came out of, uh, here's Genesis, Exodus, Viticus, you know, Exodus, Moses. By the time you get to Joshua here, you know, they're, they're on the way to the promised land. Of course, they didn't go to the promised land because they said, we can't take it. Uh, so wander around for 40 years. Okay, Deuteronomy, they're standing there. Big speech. The whole book of Deuteronomy is a speech, except the last chapter, and that's Moses as well. Finish the speech. He goes upon the mountain, and he dies. Okay, that's the end of it. Joshua. They go in the promised land. <laughs> Judges, if you'll notice at the end of Joshua, it's a, they lost the promised land because Joshua was telling them, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Oh, we promise we'll serve the Lord. <laughs> the book of Judges, that lasted about two chapters. They were worshiping idols and they lost it all. Okay. Anyway, along comes the kings and stuff down through here, right here, first, second kings and chronicles. These are all kings right here. This is basically David. I mean, yeah, uh, it's Saul and David and all this is still David. And then they list your kings and the stories behind them. This is a repeat chronicles. They chronicled it. There were other books that had these records too. These are just ones we use. Now, all of a sudden, Ezra, what happened? Well, remember Nebuchadnezzar came in there, wiped them all out. Well, God had spoke through all these prophets right here. These are the prophets that spoke during this time. Uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel. They all knew 70 years, you're going right back. 70 years, you're going right back. And it happened. They came right back. Ezra, right here, he came right back. And uh, Nehemiah was a cupbearer. He was before the king of the Chaldeans, and he was, and the king said, what are you so upset about? And he says, well, my homeland is a wreck. And Nehemiah, I mean, the king says, well, what do you want to do? You want to go back? And he goes, yeah. 
and he gets to go back. So this is that time frame. So anyway, watch what happens at the end. And this has something to do with divorce. So watch this. Let's see who chokes over this. I mean, it won't be us. At the end of the ninth chapter, I'm, I'm going to show you there were 110 divorces in Ezra. In chapters 9 and chapters 10. So all this about, oh my gosh, oh, do you permit divorce? And Jesus said this, and Jesus said this, and oh my God, my life's over with. Oh really? Remember Jesus said, have you not read the scriptures? But the Jewish leaders came, this is Ezra chapter 9. The Jewish leaders came to tell me that many of the Jewish people, and even some of the priests and Levites, that's the church people that worked in the church, oh my gosh, had taken up the horrible custom, what? Of heathen women who lived in the land. The Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, Ammonites, Moabites, Egyptians. The men of Israel had <gasps> married girls from these heathen nations and taken wives for their sons. So the holy people of God were polluted. Now, boy, today if we analyze this, that'd be racist. Isn't it? Be racist. Well, guess what? Next two chapters, they divorce them all. My, my point is here, and you can read this story for you. It's a fantastic. Now, they did hurt these people. Notice this is Ezra. When I heard this, I tore my clothes. I pulled my hair. Now, wait a minute. You're a bigot. Don't be pulling your hair. People can marry whoever they want to. Well, wait a minute. Many who feared God uh, of Israel, feared the God of Israel because of the sin of his people. A sin, Richard? This is history. We're going to look at it. Okay. They came down and sat with me until the evening burnt offering. Remember, they were, they were trying to get their nation back up again and do things right. So they had the evening lamb. And they were all going, God, we have blown it here. What are we going to do? Okay. So finally, I stood before the Lord in great embarrassment, and I fell to my knees and lifted up my hands to the Lord and cried, Oh, Lord God, I am ashamed. I blush to lift up my face to you, for our sins are piled up higher than our heads, and our guilt is boundless as heaven. Now, remember, they just came back from, from slavery, and that looks like, oh, man, we have just ruined ourselves. Well, it wasn't over with. Our history has been one of sin. That's why we, our kings and our priests, were slain by heathen kings. We were captured, robbed, disgraced, just as we are today. And that's true. They were worshiping idols. And now we've been given a moment of peace for you've permitted a few of us to return to Jerusalem from exile. You've given us a moment of joy and a new life in our slavery. Uh, for we were slaves, but in your love and mercy, you didn't abandon us to slavery. Instead, you caused the kings of Persia. That's such a fantastic story. They had so much favor. They gave them money and everything. And the bad guys were saying, you're not supposed to be rebuilding Jerusalem. And boy, those kings of Persia said, who told you that? Boy, I mean, that was Taliban. What's his name? Man, he got himself in trouble. Just, anyway, just such fantastic stories right here. Okay, but anyway, they had favor, and you got favor today. They've even given us their assistance in rebuilding the temple. Can you imagine that? This was so great. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar's his great-grandkids, they said, build that temple. Get with it. Go do it. And while you're there, uh, pray for me. <laughs> great. And, and, then, and then he says, and now, oh God, what can we say after all this? Once again, we have abandoned you and broken your laws. The prophets warned us that this land would... Uh, we possess would was totally defiled by horrible practices of the people living there from one end to the other. It's filled with, in other words, these people worshipped idols. And here's what we did. We married these women. He said, you told us not to marry, not to let our daughters marry their sons, and not to let our sons marry their daughters, and to help these those nations, no, and not help these nations in any way. You warned us that only if we follow this rule will we, will we become a prosperous nation forever and leave that prosperity to our children as an inheritance. And now, even after our punishment in exile, 70 years of wickedness, and we've been punished far less than we deserve, and even though you have let some of us return, we have broken your word, oh gosh, and married these women. Oh, man, gee. 
And so in other words, he said, we've broken your commandment and intermarried. Oh my gosh. Surely your anger will destroy us now uh, until even this little remnant escapes. And the Lord God of Israel, oh Lord God, you are just and we hope. No, what hope can we have if you give us, if you give us justice as we stand here in, your presence, in the presence of our wickedness? Okay, it doesn't stop there. It goes right in this. As I lay in, see, he didn't like, oh, read this next year. No, he's laying on the ground in front of the temple, weeping and praying. Making this confession, a large crowd of women and children and men, they came and they gathered, they cried with me. What are they crying over? A bunch of racists? Quit crying. Oh my gosh, y'all a bunch of losers. No. Then this guy, we'll just call him Shaq, whatever. Shekinah, the, the son of Jehu, the clan of, no, make-believe, he never existed. Well, we got his genealogy. We acknowledge our sin against our God. We have married these heathen women. In other words, he didn't say, you have. No, they were all guilty. Oh my gosh. But there's hope for Israel in spite of this. Really? For we agree before our God. Look at this. No! Oh my gosh, no. Don't see that. It's going to, no, I can't tell you all that. No, I am going to tell you because it's history. We agree to divorce our heathen wives and to send them away. And I, 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 you know, I found this on my own. I didn't read this. We think sometimes the way to study the Bible is to read other books. I read a great book about the Bible. Read it yourself. You'll find these things out. It's amazing. I found this out myself, and I thought, why didn't the Baptist church tell me this? Yeah, they were just scared that you're going to tell young people this. They'll all be divorcing. People are going to divorce no matter what. I see on church signs. There's one down on South, Park, on South Bailey Cove right now, and it says, you know, uh, family, they're building family relationships. I'm like, well, that's nice, but teach about what Jesus did, why he died. If you focus on, if you focus on the external, that's all you're ever going to get. So here's what happened. We married these heathen women, women, and there's hope for Israel in spite of this. We agree before God to divorce them. Look, notice that, agree before God? Well, it can't be before God because, matter of fact, the Scripture says God hates divorce. <sighs> Jeremiah 3 says God divorced Judah. He also turned around and divorced Israel. Wicked sister Judah, whatever. <laughs> he wrote her a divorce thing, whatever. <clears throat> Remember the Bible says also that if you divorce your wife, okay, you're not supposed to remarry again. That's in the law, whatever, okay. Okay, it's in the law. Don't marry your back. But when the prophet, which one was he? Uh, anyway, uh, the Lord said, go marry that harlot over there. So he did. Okay, so he marries this harlot. She has a couple of kids. Name them Molly Rumi or whatever means departed or something. Or some special names. And then he said, oh, 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 you know, divorce her. So he divorced her, you know. And then he told her to remarry her again. And then when he said that, he said, tell Israel, although it's against the law, I will remarry you again. So God's breaking his own word here. Divorce and, and remarry and whatever. It, it's, it's so great to just understand mercy and watch these things. Don't try to fill out in your own head what you think the scriptures say. Go read it for yourself. All right, we agree to divorce before God, to divorce our heathen wives, send them away with our children. Well, I said, you're going to kick them out. No, they didn't kick They They took care of this in the sweetest way. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, we will follow your commands and the commandments of those who fear God. We will obey these laws. Take courage and tell us how to proceed in setting these things straight, and we will fully cooperate. What they do? So I stood up and demanded the leaders of the priests. Now, this is Ezra and all the Levites and the people of Israel swear that they would do. In other words, okay, y'all just swear that you're going to do what Shaq said here, okay? 
And he said, they all agreed. I went into the room of Jehonan in the temple and refused all food and drink, and I was mourning because of the sin of the returned exiles. Then a proclamation was made throughout all Judah and Jerusalem that everyone should appear in Jerusalem within three days, and that the elders, leaders and elders that had decided that anyone who refuses to disinherit uh, would be excommunicated from Israel. Within three days, on the fifth day, look at this, the fifth day of December, all the men of Judah and Benjamin had arrived and were sitting in the open space in the temple, and they were trembling because of the seriousness of this matter. Wow. And look at this. Uh, and because of the heavy rainfall, well, what did they throw that in there for? Could it be history? It was history. Then they had it down to a big old snow blizzard going on. Okay. No, it's pouring down rain. Then I, Ezra, rose and addressed them. You have sinned. You've married heathen women. Now we're even more deeply under God's condemnation as we were before. Confess your sin to the Lord, your fathers, and do what he demands. Separate yourselves. We can't get no divorce. Well, they obviously did err. Then all the men spoke up and said, we'll do whatever you said. But this isn't something that can be done in a day or two. Well, that's right. Look how, look how rational they dealt with this thing. Okay. For there are, look at this, there are many of us involved in this sinful affair, and it's raining so hard we can't stand out here much longer. Let our leaders arrange for a trial. Everyone who has a heathen wife shall come at the scheduled time before the elders and the judges of the city, and then his case will be decided and the situation cleared up, and the fierce wrath of God will be turned away from us. That's what they did. Now, anyway, only, only had one guy that said, no, no, no. Well, they didn't pay attention to him. This guy said, son of so-and-so, whatever. He opposed the course of action. So this was the plan they followed. Some of the clan, now watch this. Now, here's the category of the people, which is, I think is cool. Some of the clan of the leaders were designated as judges, and we began our work on December 15th. It took them three months to get all this, uh, this divorce court taken care of. Boy, you can't do that in Huntsville. Mercy. <clears throat> okay. The following are a list of the priests. <gasps> a priest did that? Yeah, so calm down. Oh, and oh, by the way, they didn't go back to being a priest. They were kicked out. No, they went right back to being a priest. It's not about you and your marriage. Here they were. Look at the names. Messiah, Eli whatever, Eliza, Jeb, Gedaliah, the sons of Emer, Hannah, Elizabeth, the sons of... There was actually... What, what did it tell us, didn't it? There was a list of priests. I think there were 17. If you, if you add all these up, there's 100 and... Uh, anyway, here's some Levites. There was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Look at the singers. Oh my gosh, you singer, you're not gonna sing anymore. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were singers. I'm telling you. I remember we crucified Sandy Patty when she had a divorce. I mean, I didn't know about this stuff. And I remember watching because she was a big singer, you know, and then also Amy Grant, you know, Amy Grant, oh, she's falling from grace. I don't want it in her household. I don't want it in the other person's household. I do not know what's going on in people's households. I'm getting out of it. It's none of my business. Look at these gatekeepers. You know, Chaz, altar dog. He was guilty. And he picked him up another dog from over there to land that wasn't the Lord. You know, Chaz, you listening? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, here's, look at this. And here's a list of the ordinary citizens. Well, they should know better who were declared guilty. Named them. Anyway, you add all these up. Wow. It was 110 of them or 109 of them. Wow. But anyway, let's see what happens. All these names of them. Okay. Da, 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 da. This is the end of the chapter, too. Oh, yeah, they were guilty. And each one of these men had heathen wives. And, and let's see, let's go. Actually, it goes to, oh, no, that, that was it right there. Yeah, excuse me, let me get back to the end of that. And that was the end of it. They took care of it. Yeah. But, you know, listen, these people are not stupid. I mean, they, they had divorce court. They sent them back. It's just like, you know, you still have communications with your ex-wife or what. They still, but they kept their self before the Lord. They just did this. But anyway, okay. So now we started back over here. I want to go right back to it just a moment. So, he says, have you not read the scriptures? Okay. Uh, da, 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 where was that? Oh, Matthew. Matthew chapter 19. Okay. So, he said, uh, uh, don't you read the scriptures? 
It is written that in the beginning, God created man and woman. So let's go over here and look just a moment. We'll have time to catch part of this. Uh, oh, before I do that, I want to get to, uh, I want to look at one more thing here. Let's, let's do this. I want to go to, oh, let's do Romans. Romans be good. <laughs> Romans chapter 1. And jumped on here, brother. Let's, let's see. Oh. Okay, 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 okay. Let's see. Romans chapter 1. Here we go. Hold on. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Da, 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 da. See. Yeah, here we go. Look at verse 20. This is just a big, long email. It's, it's, it's just a letter. It says, God shows his fierce anger from, his anger from heaven against all sinful evil men who push away from the truth. Now, I wonder what the truth is. Well, he's going to talk about Jesus. But look at this. For the truth of God is known in them instinctively. See, on the inside, we know. See, I'm created in the Lord's image. You are too. You can deny it and say you're an amoeba that joined another amoeba and just grew in from bacteria or whatever. You know what? They found the old bacteria, you know, whatever. It's the same bacteria we have today. Nothing has migrated or evolved. Nothing has. But anyway, watch this. God put this knowledge in their heart. Since earliest of times, men have seen the earth and the sky and all God made. He didn't make it. Is evolution. No, he made it. He made it. Jesus just said in the beginning, you know, he made a male. They've known of his existence and great eternal power. So they're going to be without excuse. They're going to be. But anyway, so let's just, you know, and I do this regularly myself. And it's good. It's good, especially when you're in trouble. When you're in trouble, you're having trouble. And don't you remember in Jeremiah, he said, is anything too hard for the Lord? Ah, Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth. Well, but Lord, you didn't make the heavens. That's the reason I'm scared today because I... He made the heavens. The evidence is out there. Wow. Just look up young earth. Evidence. We got museums in Kentucky. They've got a full size Noah's Ark in there. Do you know that ark is 75 feet high? And no, it's 45 feet high, 75 foot wide. When you go down here and go down the highway, and if you can know, I know Phil knows, and, and you ladies, you, you guys can figure it out too. You may have to use cups. Whatever. Well, I'm just teasing you. But I know, I know, I know what an eight by four by eight piece of plywood is, you know. And I was doing this the other day because I was listening to the part about build the ark and make it uh, 45 feet high, 75 foot wide, 450 feet long. Well, I use football, so uh, 450, uh, 300 feet is a football field. This is another half. Wow, what a long pass, you know. What a long run. Yeah, he ran the full length of the football field and then ran another half of 50 yards. That's how long this boat was. No surprise. It's not that dinky little thing with a draft sticking his head out, you know. Man, gee. Okay, anyway. So, here we go. When God began creating the heavens and the earth, the earth was a shapeless, chaotic mass. Notice it says the earth. Way out of nowhere, you know, and then the earth is way over here. Well, no, that part was created later. The earth is what was first. Wow. Shapeless, chaotic mass. The Spirit of God brooding over the dark vapors. Then God said, let there be light. Just do And that wasn't the sun. I mean, come on. I can do that with my phone. I don't have to have the sun. I can turn on a light. So it makes sense. Let there be light. Light appeared. And God was pleased with it and divided the light from the darkness. He called the daylight daytime. He called the light daytime and the darkness nighttime. Together they formed the first billion years. No, they formed the first day. And what's interesting to know, and I didn't learn this. I just, you know, I, I mean, I learned it, but I didn't realize till later on in life. That's, it's so hard to get away from this. Our week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that came from the Jewish calendar. 
You can't get rid of it. It's like B.C. and A.D. It's after death. They're trying to say before the common era. They're trying to say B.C.C. now. Before the common era. They don't want to say before Christ. Something happened 2,000 years ago. We date our calendar. You know, matter of fact, my certificate of graduation says in the year of our Lord, 2000, no, when did I graduate? Uh, 1982. What do they mean, year of our Lord? That's where the calendars were recorded from. Okay, anyway. So it was the first day. Together they formed the first day. And God said, let the vapors separate and form the sky above and the oceans below. Now this is going to be day two. The vapors separate. What do you mean vapor? Well, you know what that is. You boil water and you see vapors. Okay. Well, vapors above is something like our atmosphere. He's not worried about the heavens yet. This all happened on the second day. And God said, let the waters beneath the sky be gathered into oceans and let the dry, gland, dry land emerge. Wow, okay, so get the earth and the, the waters, get them separate. It was so. God named the dry land earth and the water seas. And God was pleased. And he said, let the earth burst forth with every sort of grass. Notice this. And this, Can you see how this is so, you know, you don't ever get oranges to come out of your yard unless you had oranges in your yard. You're going to keep getting grass. It never goes, yeah, well, doggone it. Well, I got bananas now. No, you got fescue. You're going to have fescue, you know. Going to have to be some banana seeds have hit that yard before that happens. Let the earth burst forth with every sort of seed and seed-bearing plant and fruit trees with the seeds inside the fruit. Do you see as a kid and as you are today, oh, I get seeds out of this watermelon. Every time you eat a watermelon, that's the Lord. It's the Lord. And, and, and if you do any kind of planting whatsoever, it's so amazing. I like to think of corn, but one kernel of corn, drop it in the ground. And what do you get? Maybe four, three, let's just say it's three, three stalks. I mean, three, three ears of corn. In those three ears of corn, I mean, come on, you can eat two of them, you'd still have enough to plant an entire row. It'd be huge. And then if you do that, oh my gosh, you're going to be able to plant 40 acres in no time. Just amazing. Anyway, so that these seeds will produce the things that were already in there. Is that what it says? Yeah. Remember, this is what day one, well, this is day three. Produce all kinds of plants and fruits that they came from. And so it was, and God was pleased. This all happened on the third day. So we take all this credit from the Lord. We take it, oh, Lord, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. No, 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 it didn't happen. It did do. Let the bright lights appear in the, in the sky. This is day four. Okay? Uh, to the earth and to identify the day and night. Isn't that what it did? Moon cycle? Sunrise? Sunset? Well, it's not really a day. We wait till the earth goes, till the, the sun comes up five or six times, then it's a day. No. One time up, one time down, it's a day. Wow. It was so... Anyway, let's see. They'll bring about the seasons on the earth. Boy, they do. Look at it. And they'll mark the days and years. And it was so. Wow. For God had made two huge lights, the sun and moon, to shine upon the earth. The large one, the sun, to preside over the day. The smaller one, the moon, to preside through the night. He also made the stars. So you can see how significant the other part was. The significance was God was creating this place for you and I. But evolution, they teach it, well, we're just scum. We're just bacteria. We're just this. We're nobody. No, we are somebody. And if he did this, boy, we need to find out what he wants us to do. Of course, we know that. I have decided to follow Jesus. So anyway, God set them in the sky to preside over the day and the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God said, I think it says it was good. Okay. And he was pleased. This all happened on the fourth day. Now remember, we're getting to when he gets done, God rested. <laughs> what did you rest for? You didn't ever do this. All through the scriptures we see God created, God created, God created. Matter of fact, when Moses got the Israelites out of Egypt... And the Lord said, okay, have them observe the Sabbath. He tells them, he says, because in six days I created the heaven. We have to pull that out and say, what? It, it, it didn't happen, Lord. I'm so smart. I'm a scientist. 
the evidence is in the rocks. <laughs> He's going to say, yeah, the evidence is in the rocks. The evidence is there that this is a young earth. It really is. Do you know we're losing the moon? This is, so, I don't know. They don't want to tell us this because they're, they, want, they don't want us to, it, because it all points back to Jesus. They don't, they don't want that. Anyway, but we are losing the moon. The moon's getting further and further out. Well, if you calculate back, they say we were, we're here for between 4 billion to maybe 10 billion years. The earth, I mean, the moon would be rolling around on top of the surface of the earth. You know, it's, that doesn't make sense. Anyway, <clears throat> a lot of timers out there. Okay, anyway. God said, let the waters team, here we are, day five. Then God said, let the waters team with fish and other life and let the skies be filled with, with birds of every kind. So God created sea animals and every sort of fish and every kind of bird. And God looked upon them with pleasure, blessed them, uh, multiply and stock the oceans, he told them. And the birds, he said, let your numbers increase, fill the earth, that into the fifth day. I mean, where's all the disasters and stuff at? Aren't all the bad? No, God didn't create disasters for us. Look at this. Here we go. And let the earth bring forth every kind of uh, animal. That was the fifth day. Here's the sixth day. Cattle and reptiles and wildlife of every kind. And it was so. And God made all kinds of wild animals, cattle and reptiles, and God was pleased with what he had done. Then God said, let us make man. Notice we're the last thing. Now, no, what, let's make man look like a, no, wait a minute. Let's make man look like us. Do you know the word Adam means from the red earth? Just when we think the word Adam, the Hebrew word actually means red, red earth. Okay. Jesus called himself the son of man. So did Jesus believe this? Of course he did. He was calling himself the son of Adam. Wow. Anyway, someone like ourselves. We miss that. You know when Noah, well, he didn't. The, the boat landed at the Mount of Arafat. Okay, Ararat, not Arafat. <laughs> he was a leader. Ararat, Mounts of Ararat in Turkey, whatever. So the ark is there. Okay, as soon as they got off that ark, God said, okay, man killing animals, got to go away. No, I'm not talking about me shooting an animal. No, I'm talking about the animal itself killing a human. He said, why? Because murder is forbidden, he says, because man is created in God's image. Wow, that was, that was after the flood. Yeah. Well, here we go. To be master of all life upon the earth, in the skies and the sea. So God made man like his maker. Like God did he make man. And here you are, women. You know, look at this next verse. Male and female. Man and maid, did he make them? Wow, we're both made in God's image. God blessed them, told them to multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. You're masters of the fish, birds, and all the animals. And look, I've given you the seed-bearing plants throughout the earth. All the fruit trees are for your food. I've given the grass and plants for the animals, birds, for their food. And God looked over all he made, and it was excellent in every way. And that ended the sixth day. Wow, and that's it. Wow. Remember, the Bible says that God put this in everybody's heart. It's in everybody's heart. Let me show you the book of Job just a second. Just a little piece right here. Let me get to it. Oh, well, mouse to calm down. There we go. Calm down, mouse. I'm going to ease up here. Here we go. I'm sneaking up on him. Here we go. Got it. Ah, let's see. Let me see if it was 37. Okay. Job goes so fast. If you read it, you'll go, that didn't last but about four or five days. Yeah, that's about all it was. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Why are you using your ignorance to deny my providence? Get ready to fight. What does he mean? Well, let's just keep reading. We'll figure it out as we read. This is God talking. Were you there? God, God's, a, God's going to hell for a lion. He is, God's just blown it here. He hasn't blown it. He did it. Were you there when I laid the foundation there? Tell me if you know so much. Do you know how its dimensions were determined? Do you see how awesome God is? I, everything you see when you get out of here, God created. Now, you can see buildings that man made. But you can see a bird fly by and you go, yeah, that was made by Teldine Brown. No, <laughs> that bird is made by God, you know. You look at yourself, well, a doctor made me. Yeah, oh, no, a doctor didn't make you. Mm -mm. 
do you know the dimensions, how it was determined? And who did the surveying? <laughs> I got to go to Kodiak. We're doing a site survey. I'm like, oh, God, we'd be there forever trying to survey what God did. What supports its foundations, which is so cool. We're just hanging there. The, it, when you look up not only young earth, but look up young earth in the, in the oh, solar system and stuff. Oh, it's so amazing. We're just, God knew all this. It's not, well, God needed a scientist to tell him. No, God hung the earth. And back in, however far back this was written, they knew it was just hanging there. Wow. Look what else he says. What supports its foundation? Wow. And who laid its cornerstones as the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? <laughs> he believes in angels. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's wrong with me? I'm the one that's out of bounds here. There are angels, praise the Lord. Millions of them. Wow. Who decreed the boundaries of the sea when they gushed from the depths? Who clothed the clouds with thick darkness and barred them from limiting their shores? Isn't it nice when you go to Gulf Shores, you oh, I hope it don't flood tonight. <laughs> you know, there is a limit right there, praise the Lord. And thus far, uh, no further shall you come, and here shall your proud wave stop. Have you ever once commanded the morning to appear and caused the dawn to arise in the east? Well, Lord, you're not taking credit for all this. Well, I'm going to stop. Yes, he is. He created all this stuff, praise the Lord. Thank God. And that stuff will put you over too. You think about, man, he created the heavens and the earth. He'll take care of me. So, Father, we just thank you today. If we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. <laughs> good night, Lord. You created everything. You take care of us. You created us. So if I have a problem with my body, you can fix it. You know what's wrong. Praise the Lord. Same thing's true financially. You can fix it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And if it's some other problem, great or small or whatever, oh, look what you did, Lord. You'll take care of us. And so that doesn't leave anything left for us to tell others what great things you've been doing in our lives for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Cool.